This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Hi. Fuck it. I can't. I mean, I'm not going to start the show like I'm a fucking hero. I'm not. Uh, yeah, your boy Your boy had a rough, uh, your, well, listen, rough day, rough 2021 already, gambling-wise, everything else personally-wise, perfect. Kids are perfect. Wife are perfect. Um, yeah, it's been a rough go. I uh, I got hurt today. Like, the gambling gods hurt me today. Um, we'll go over it. I'm doing this podcast the pick them for UFC 257 is going to be out tomorrow night. We're going to do it live tomorrow. Podcast will be out tomorrow night. Listen to it on Friday. Uh, me and Devin, or Devin and I, excuse me, proper English. My grandmother would be appalled. Um, we are going to be doing the picks. And uh, it's a nice little card. I mean, I know Connor cards are usually top heavy, and this one obviously is top heavy. Co main event, main event. You're going to give me to pay at least 150 bucks to watch that. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, I would pay. I mean, you, you obviously don't have to. I believe there's $70 now. But <clears throat> with that being said, Unreal main event uh, and Unreal co-main event, some of the guys on the card are great too. Devin and I will be breaking that down tomorrow night live on Twitter, live on YouTube. Uh, and then obviously podcast to follow. The pick we did this uh, yesterday, two days ago, Monday night, uh, the pick we did Monday night, we did not uh, put it on a podcast. It was only going to be like a YouTube thing. I shared the link a few times um, strictly for so people can go to our YouTube. Sometimes we're going to add the audio. Sometimes we won't. It's not that I forgot to press the button, and that's why we didn't add the audio. It has nothing to do with that. I realized I didn't press the button allegedly an hour in, and I mean, that's why the audio wasn't up. Allegedly. I don't know. Anyway. I want to hop on. We didn't really get the recap. It's been kind of bang, bang, bang with all these cards. Midday card. I'm going to go over the 16th card. I'm going to go over this week's card or today's card. Today is Wednesday. Um, I'm going to go over this card as well. And then, uh, so yeah, first pick them of the year. Last week, Max Holloway or last Sunday, excuse me, Saturday. What the fuck is wrong with my brain? Holloway versus Cater. Unreal, unbelievable performance by Max Holloway. One of the greatest performances I've ever seen. I'm not just saying that because of Regency bias. You know, everyone thinks, oh, it's the... The most recent thing, so that's why you're saying that. Sure, that could be that could be it as well. But also, Calvin Cater is a, a real deal dude, um, and Max exposed him. Exposed his footwork. His footwork isn't up to snuff, and um, yeah, he's just uh, uh, Max on the level. His combinations, his pressure, his cardio, his confidence, his swag. He's yelling at the corner, or excuse me, he's yelling at DC, and he's throwing no look punches. I mean, he's going against Calvin Cater, who's a fucking killer who I had a lot of respect for. I broke that fight down completely wrong. I faded Max again, bit me in the ass, um, and I literally thought Calvin was only going to get stronger. Complete opposite the way I thought the fight was going to go. I thought Calvin was going to land some bigger shots and maybe wear down Max. Had the better boxing. Max just uh, had the better boxing, had the better volume, had the better combos, had the better pace, better cardio, better chin. I mean, Calvin didn't go down, but I mean, Calvin hit Max with some big right hands, and Max just fucking walked through it. The guy's never been knocked out, never been knocked out, obviously. He's unbelievable. Um, really upset I, I faded Max again. Uh, I don't know what this guy has to do. And for my brain to pay Max Holloway with some respect, um, he got five stars. You know, back to the we're back to the star system this year, baby. Everyone was talking about it. The streets were a buzzing. I don't give many five stars. He's a five-star man. I got to get that audio from uh, from It's Always Sunny so I can put that up there. Um one of my all-time favorite shows. But Max, five stars. Calvin Taylor, I should have get again, this is Brian on fight night. I gave him a two. 
I think I was a little upset that he didn't win. I had money on it. Um, he was an underdog. I had him, I think, in a parlay and straight up. Might have been a little upset. He probably deserves more than a two, even though I, you know, I, I, I commend his heart, his toughness. Um, skills weren't there, in my opinion. And Max was just light years ahead of him. Um, and everyone's uh, listen. I'm, I'm going I'm to repeat what everyone's saying. I'm not saying anything new here, but clearly, Max Holloway, Alexander Volkanovsky, they need to run that back a third time. Even though Max is only two against them, we all want to see it. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, incredible performance by Max. Absolutely incredible. Carlos Conover's Matt. We're not going to do every single fight on this card. I'm going to briefly go down. I wanted to touch base on Max Holloway. I wanted to talk to him. Devin's a big Max guy. Should have talked to Devin when I had him on uh, on Monday, but we were in pick mode, so um, is what it is. But Max looked unbelievable. Um, I, I'm really curious to see who he wants to fight next. I mean, the guy is, is something else. Um, and I like his message, too, with the no sparring. I've been an advocate that for a while my limited time training sparring is the best thing it's the funnest thing like it, you guys show up to sparring day it's if, if you're not fearful of it it's the best day it's fun it's simulate to fight that's what you're there for some guys including myself did way too much of it you don't need to do that much of it max always a professional athlete he's had a lot of fights in UFC. I think it was 17th or 18th, or maybe that was the 17th win. He's had over 20 fights in the UFC. Um, he does. He knows how to fight. You don't need to be sitting there banging your brains in every day. I think he had a good message, and he looked fucking sharp. He looked sharp in there. He looked eager to go. It looked like they were, you know, he was like a pit bull, and they kept pulling his chain. Like, I'm sure Max wants to spar. I'm sure Max wants to get in there. Like, that's like, that's fun. His coaches kept pulling him back. Nope, 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 and unleashed him on fight night, and you got a guy who fucking looked Unreal. Max Holloway looked great. Co-main event, Condit versus Matt Brown. I conned it. He was my saving grace. I went live, by the way, for all the people who joined me live for these final two fights. Um, Thank you for doing that. That was really cool. Uh, Condit, a little, little different wrinkle. I thought it was going to be a stand-up war. They went to the ground a lot. Condit looked pretty good in the transitions. I had him at a plus 1,500 by submission. Wasn't even close. Um, I still advocate that that was a good bet, even though I put a little bit of money on it to win a lot of money. It was what it is. Conant, though, I did have him straight. I did have multiple units on him. So he bailed me out there. He gets a three. Matt Brown gets a two. I didn't hate the fight. Didn't love the fight. Pasaneva versus Leach. Pasaneva gets zero because I had him in a parlay. He lost me money. I should have never bet him. I think the guy's overrated. The Leach, very underrated. Um, <clears throat> should have put my nuts on the table since I hate Ponsonibio so much. Uh, or dislike him, hate's a strong word, dislike him. Uh, I should have put my nuts on the table. I did not, so I deserve to take that L. Uh, Joaquin Buckley just Jachirico. Buckley got knocked out with a head kick. You know, sometimes your hammer, sometimes your nail. I think Buckley's an incredibly talented guy. He was my mortal lock, got it wrong. My underdog lock was wrong. My sent him home lock was wrong. I fucking, I'm off to a rough start, boys, okay? But Buckley, I do think, is talented. The question now is, is there a chin problem? Right? Like, so the Kevin Holland was a straight punch right on the chin. This was a kick off the head. Is it a defensive problem or is it a chin problem? Because this guy's got a chin problem. He's a very aggressive fighter. That could be an issue with his style. So Chikio, though, completely fucking blew it with the post fight. He was rude to John Anik. You should interview two winners. I'm not talking. No one wants to hear from you anyway. Sit the fuck down then. Who cares? Right? Go have a biscotti. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Right? Said the same thing at the uh, MMA media thing. Like, oh, it's wrong that you. 
You want to talk to Buckley if you just got knocked out, you piece of shit? No, this guy stinks. He blew his moment. He stole the shine from Buckley, and he completely blew it. He got a two from his performance, a zero for the type of guy he is. Uh, fuck that guy. Dusko Turvac versus Pule Sorano. Pule got three. Dusko got zero. Don't know what the hands were down thing. This guy busted my parlay as well. Um, not sure what he's doing with the hands down. Uh, that was silly to me. Pule uh, has a lot of work to do. Has incredible power. Needs to kind of pace himself a little more. If that fight would have went longer, it probably would have been not great for him because he loads up on every shot, but he is a big, powerful guy. Good wrestling background. Um, he could be a problem if, if he just learns how to train that power a little bit. But Sori Ron is a guy to watch out for at 185. Halls versus Imanov got canceled. That sucked. Wu Yan versus Jocelyn Edwards. Edwards looked fantastic. One of the few fights I got right, and, and it saved me. Edwards looked fantastic. Beat a very tough woman. Justin Toffer versus Carlos Felipe. I do not like Felipe. Excuse me. Portland got three. Dusko got zero. Wu Yan got two. Jocelyn Edwards got three stars. Justin Toffa got three. Carlos Felipe got three. I want to give Carlos Felipe zero. Thought Toffa won that fight, but he did win. It was a competitive fight. Very close. Not a robbery. Hated the way Felipe celebrated. Still don't like the guy. The guy can eat my ass. David Zwada versus Ramon Aviv. Zwada got a two. Aviv got a three. This fight went exactly how it was supposed to go. Very close fight. Aviv kind of made you sweat when you betted him. I betted him. Um, yeah, but it's, it, it, you know, it wasn't great. Sarah Morris versus Vanessa Mello hit an underdog there on Mello. Did not bet it, but I selected her, picked her. Uh, Morais looked terrible. She got a zero. Mello looked one. She looked a little less terrible. Um, and then the first fight of the night, Jacob Coburn versus Austin Lingo. That was an easy one. Kilborn, good chin. Guy stinks. Pick Lingo. Two stars to one. Five and five on my picks. Let's get to tonight's card, which is today's card, whatever, which is fresh in my motherfucking brain. January 16th, ABC. Awesome stuff. Again, I live streamed the co-main and main event. Hopefully you join me with that. If not, go to YouTube. You can watch it. Um, I think I did an okay job. We had some we had some people popping in. I didn't pay attention to the, the amount of people that were watching uh, on the screen. Usually I kind of look at that number a little too much. Um, but people popped in and out. It was kind of cool. I, I'm going to do that more as we grow. I think uh, React, I think MMA is one of the, like, you know, Barstool does that a lot. They do, like, live reactions where guys are watching games, and that's great. I think every sport you can do that, but MMA especially, um, because anything can happen. Like, it, things can turn like that, and uh, it's an emotional fucking game, man. It's emotional. Switching up. I've been on caffeine all day. Up early with the fights. So I'm on water. All right. Um, Tim, I, and Devin picked this card. Uh, back to the battle. Changed the rules up a little bit. And uh, Timbo left uh, last year as the champ. Had the strap. He still is the champ. He picked a phenomenal card. Listen, I don't want to confuse people. When when we do these pickums with Devin and Tim, the reason I'm doing with them is... is Obviously, they're, they, they've reached out, you know, however many years, I guess now, maybe a year ago. And, you know, they followed my picks. They liked the podcast. And, and I got to talking to them, became friends, and they, and they know their shit. And I think we provide such a unique dynamic to the pick'em. So even though I host the show, and I think I am the best handicapper, it's cool that maybe there's someone that listens to the show that fades me, right? And they listen to Tim. Tim's hot right now. Tim fucking is picking lights out. He's really good. But the dynamic is interesting because you got Devin, who doesn't gamble, only watches MMA. He's a fisherman, and he watches MMA, right? This is the only sport he watches. So he's tuned in. He knows every fighter. He's a good handicapper. He knows how to pick. His gambling sense might not be there, but Devin, at this point in his life, right now, 
because um, I think he lives in a state. I think there's gambling in a state. He just has to find it. Um, but right now, he he's hanging his hat on the fact that he's getting fights right, right? So it's good to listen to Devin because this is all he lives and breathes. Then you got Tim, who loves MMA, is following MMA, watches every card, but he gambles on everything. He watches basketball. He watches football. He watches golf. He gambles on a lot, right? So he has the gambling brain. He knows. He can read a card, whether it be MMA or whether it be basketball, football, spread, whatever. He can read a card, like, for example, an MMA, and he can tell you where the, his shots are going to be. And it's paying off for him, right? Add the fact that he knows MMA. He knows the fighters. Maybe not as much as Devin and I, but he's a gambler. And it's paying off for him. This guy's definitely not a casual. He's definitely not someone who doesn't know what he's doing. He definitely knows what he's doing. But this is the gambler mind where he knows where his places are at to take shots. He knows when to pull back. He's an excellent gambler. And that's why he's consider- continuing to be the champ, right? Me, I know the sport in and out. I watch every other sport, but I only gamble in MMA. So I'm a sport head like Tim. I watch the NFL. I watch, you know, I love my Bengals. Watch, watch, watch everything. I'm tuned into everything. But MMA is my love. MMA is my passion. It's the only one I gamble. So we're all we all bring a different dynamic to the table. So when you listen to the podcast, hopefully you're not just listening to me. That's the reason why when Devin or Tim or whoever they make a pick that's opposite of mine or whatever, I don't go. That's a shitty pick. That's not going to win. You know, I never give them shit for taking a, a giant underdog or taking a giant risk. Maybe I'll give Devin shit for taking a little bit of chalk. But that's just all good and fun. But I never want to do that because I don't want to encourage you guys to fade that person because we got three handicappers when we do the show together that are cashing checks, that are cashing winners, guys. They really are. These guys are sharps. Um, Today, I came in third. Tim won. Devin came in second. I came in third. I went seven to seven on my picks. I went 50 and 50. Devin, right above me, he went, um, I don't know exactly his Tommy fights he picked, right? Right above me. And Tim killed it today. Tim knew where to take his shots. Uh, I thought it was a great card overall. There's some really great performances, 14 fights, kind of crazy. I don't want to keep this podcast a little, I don't want to keep it long. We're at 14 minutes here. I didn't go any personal stuff. I wanted to jump in and climb in and tell you guys about how I'm fucking killing on eBay right now, how I'm uh, people use eBay, and I got some shit people want, but I'm going to do that next week. I'm going to save you this next week. This is all going to be about fights. Hopefully my little uh, speech about Devin and Tim kind of fired you up a little bit because you know, we're, we're growing here. This is, this isn't a finished product. We're continuing to get better. I love the interactions. I love when you guys jump into the chat. Um, and I'm not a handicapper that if you come at me on Twitter and was like, Oh yeah, I like being disagreed with, you know what I mean? I think that's the best part about this sport is everyone has a different opinion and everyone must be right. Now, if you're wrong and you're an asshole about it, then you don't belong in this space of handicapping i mean there are a lot of guys on twitter who take very offense when they'll tweet out something like uh oh this is a lock or whatever and then they lose and someone finds it and goes i thought it was a lock and then they just go ballistic and possibly even block that person that's never going to be me listen i eat shit right if i lose i eat it all right so made event michael chiesa versus neil magny a lot of people are neil magny all three of the boys me, Devin, and Tim all were on Michael Chiesa here as an underdog play. He hit it. He dominated. I gave him four stars, almost a five-star performance. I really liked his performance by Chiesa. Listen, Magny's a solid dude. When I broke this fight down, I thought Magny, who's pretty good, long, pretty good takedown defense. But if Chiesa could take it down, it could be a problem. Michael Chiesa 
just floats on top. He flows, and he's really, really good on top. His top game is is top-notch. His submission game is good. I think maybe he needs to catch up to his position game, but his wrestling and his top game is is smooth. It's really hard to get out from underneath that guy. And Neil, lucky his cardio is where it's at because he he was getting ragdolled in there in the later rounds, and, and, and uh, Kiesa made it look easy. His stand-up looked good. He tagged Neil a few times. Neil was very hesitant. Standing up because he's afraid of the takedown. Michael laying it pretty much every which way with takedowns, body locks, high cross singles, um, leg sweeps. Um, and then Neil started taking Kiesa down as well. And every time he did, he, Kiesa would just easily reverse position and get on top. It, uh, it was uh, a master class performance by Kiesa on the ground. He called out Colby Covington, which I like the call out. Uh, I think that's a good fight for him. I think that's an interesting matchup for him. It's a tough matchup for him. But we'll see what he's got. Neil Magny, I mean, listen, this is Neil Magny. He's going to lose. He's going to bounce back. He's going to come win again. But I think this was the Kiesa show. I thought, I thought he looked really good as the underdog here. A lot of guys I respect were on Magny. Um, and, uh, and Kiesa showed out. I thought he looked really good. My biggest takeaway was his cardio, right? He, this is the first time Kiesa went five rounds, five hard grappling rounds. And, yeah, I mean, he looked a little tired, um, but – but only when he was circling in, in, in the stand-up. He looked a little weathered in the fourth and fifth round. But it went when it went to the ground, he was still flowing. He was still a stud on top. You know what I mean? And, and he just dominated. I would like to see the progression of Kiesa in this division. Is 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 You can decision people like that. That's fine. But I would like for him to maybe start really going for some submissions. Because even if he loses position... He's really good at scrambling and getting position again. I would like to see him be a little more confident in his submissions. He does have great submissions. Like, he has submitted some studs. But at this weight class, I think there's uh, there's opportunities to submit Neil Magny today. Neil Magny's a tough guy. I'm not saying he could easily tap them. But there was opportunities. And also, maybe a little bit more on the ground and pound. I think his stand-up is going to be what it is. Straight punches. His kicks were okay. And he's moving. Like, his head movement was pretty good in the earlier rounds, and, and he's just a straight-punch guy. He's southpaw, throws that straight left hand, he'll tag it, and he wants to get you to the ground. People know what he wants to do. They can't stop it. I, I, I'm i impressed with Kiesa uh, after today. Next up, Wally Alvarez is Munar Lezez. Boys, I took a beating, like I said. Let me get a drink of water. I'm getting caught in mouth thinking about the fucking beating I took today. So, I kind of... Doubled, so I kind of went big on on the 16th, right? First bet of the year. I emptied my bank, or not bank account, but uh, FanDuel account out. So I had to redeposit, redeposit it. Broke even with a couple dollars and change. Not the way I want to start. Typically, Brian, in my head, I go, okay, you didn't lose money, Brian. Okay, That's that's the most important thing in gambling, is you don't lose money. Winning money is the best thing. Losing money is the worst thing. If you break even, eh, right? That didn't really seem to work for me. I didn't really get the memo because I kind of went hard on this card. I, I had a lot of bets out there, and I, and I stretched some parlays a little thin. Lenez was my big bet, my four-unit bet. Lenez and Umar Nurmagomedov. Madoff. Very confident in those two guys. I want to bet Lenez or Lelez. I keep saying Lenez with an N. It's Munar Lelez. Munar. I'm going to say Munar, right? I wanted to bet him straight, but he was a little pricey, and I felt like I wanted to get Umar in there because I think he's a stud. Anyway, 
Worley Alvarez had a great game plan. This is a guy who was a minus, plus 200 underdog, came out and just didn't give uh, Munora space. I mean, that's how he operates. He, uh, he's a big, long guy for the vision. Wants that space, wants to do the, the crazy kicks and the jumping punches and all that. Worley Alvarez says, no, fuck you. I'm a veteran in this game. I'm the ultimate. I'm an ultimate fighter winner. I'm going to come at you. I'm going to clinch you. I'm going to put you down. I'm going to rough you up. And then I'm going to throw fucking four hard kicks to your body and break your goddamn ribs and make you quit. Um, I did not see that coming. I'm not a huge Worley Alvarez guy. I think he's very average on his best night. Tonight was his best night, and I thought he looked above average. So I'm wrong. I'm just wrong on that. He got three stars. Linez got one. Uh, Linez just didn't show up. He just got swarmed on and, and didn't really have a time to get off. And uh, little inexperience. experience. I, you got to figure that's going to come uh, when you're kind of a lanky, taller guy who has some special striking at a distance. You got to expect a guy to maybe crowd you a little bit and put pressure on you. And, uh, you know, Linez, is, this was his 12th fight, and uh, he learned a lesson there. He learned a lesson, and Alves uh, finished him. It's uh, all the hype from uh, from Munar is, is now gone, and uh, the money I put on him is gone too. You know, so, I mean, we both lost something, Munar. Ike Villanueva versus Vincent Morero. Morero might be one of the worst stand-up fighters I've ever seen in the UFC. I don't say this often um, because everyone that says this sounds like an asshole, and I'm about to sound like an asshole. But if Morera and I sparred right now um, in my basement, if he came over and said, let's spar, I spar him and we filmed it, I think you guys would think I'd win the rounds, right? I'm not saying I'm going to knock the guy out or anything like that. I'm saying, like, if you guys were watching and you guys are independent judges, I think you would be like, oh, Brian won that. Um, his stand-up is absolutely terrible, terrible. He's good on the ground, but I do not know how this guy's in the UFC. Villanueva seems like a good guy. Loved his fucking accent, loved his, his uh, post-fight um, big heavy-handed guy, and Morero just basically walked into it. Ike stayed patient, looked to be in great shape, by the way. You know, he, he carries a lot of body fat. He was up at heavyweight, which is small. Um, Devin was even saying this guy should go 205. He does carry a lot of body, or excuse me, 185. Does carry a lot of body fat. I like him at 205 right now. I think he has power. I think he has a speed advantage. Um, we'll see when he when he fights some real contenders. I mean, Morero is should be gone and will be gone. But, um, yeah, I think Ike Villanueva looked pretty good. Good knockout. I don't know if he got 50K. I don't think he did. I think it went to Nurgham Madoff. Let's see. Can I find the bonuses? I'm not going to just keep stalling through this shit. I don't know if you got a bonus. You guys tell me if you did or not. I could just keep reading them. I'm a junkie until it pops up. All right, Vivian Aljuo versus Roxanne Manafari. Took a shot on Roxy. She got a one here. Should have maybe got her more. I was a little upset. Um, two plus 285. You, you, you got to take a shot at her. She's four and five in the UFC. Out of her 10 fights, nine of them or whatever the fuck. She's four and six now. Nine of them, she was the underdog. So she's won almost half of her underdog performances. Vivian Arduro is just a tough broad who is strong and more athletic and faster and hit harder. And, and Roxy's a dog came back in that third round and just, just didn't have enough. I'm not mad. I took a shot at her. I didn't pick it. I mean, excuse me. I didn't bet it. So I'm not too upset. I did pick it in, in our pick em challenge. And, uh, I maybe even said that, you know, you know, I feel like if I give a pick, maybe, you know, someone's going to go bet it. So I apologize if you were very confident in Roxy. You know, is what it is. She got a one. Vivian got a three. Tyson Ann versus uh, Matt Schnell. Awesome fight here. Tim and I both won the dog Schnell. He got three stars for me. Tyson Ann got two. Great fight. Uh, it was a split decision, which I don't think it should have been split decision. I thought Matt Schnell won all rounds. Third round was a little bit closer 
dominated, though, the boxing. His exchanges, Schnell's chin has been a little bit of an issue in his career. Um, he took some shots tonight, ate him well, and his in-and-out boxing, his quick hands, he busted up Tyson Am. He looked really good at it, and Tyson Am has that one big power. If he doesn't get you out of there, you know, he's still got good cardio, but he's not a well-rounded machine. I would have liked to see Schnell mix it up a little more, maybe go for some takedowns. He does. He has a really good ground game. Uh, maybe he didn't want to tire himself out. He knew he was coming in for a boxing match here. Uh, he looked fantastic. His hands looked good. Neither guy really kicked a whole lot. Um, it was just purely boxing, and I thought Matt Schnell looked fantastic. Want to see him again? Want to see him more at uh, 125? Love to see him fight some top, top dudes now because you know, he, he, he took an extended time off. I think he had a kid. Um, but yeah, I want to see, I want to see Snell in there with some, with some top twos. He's fought some good guys, but I feel like this is this guy that fought today looked really good. Lerone Murphy versus Douglas Andrade. We all were on Lerone Murphy. He looked fantastic. He, uh, tore up Andrade's fucking leg with those calf kicks, took some shots himself. Lerone Murphy, I think proved, proved a couple things in this fight, right? He fought a really tough guy. who's never been finished. Who was 26 and three. Lerone Murphy was nine and zero. um, Lerone came in. Stuck to a game plan. Was a pinpoint sniper, uh, sniper of a striker. Low kicks, left hands. He took some shots. Proved to have some great cardio. Um, yeah, I mean, listen. There's a lot to like with this kid at 145. He proved a lot. He could take a shot, and he's got cardio, and he's got deadly striking. His power. I think he has power. He has some knock on his record. Andrade is is, is a bullhead. Um, and those low kicks, I think, would have stopped anybody else. Andrade is just that tough. Lauren Murphy looked great. Three stars. Andrade's got two. Andrade hung in there. Um, and, and the sky's the limit for Lauren Murphy. This is a guy I want to see fight again. I'm going to tune in to watch him fight. Put him on a main card. Give him someone at 145. Uh, that entices me, anybody really, but let's just see him fight. Uh, I think this kid's the real deal. Uh, next up, Mario McMeadow versus Tom Breeze. <sighs> Breeze got a zero, a motherfucking zero. Mario McMeadow, two. Listen, so I did a four fight parlay. My slime ball parlay, I had Simone, I had Sumajari, I had Tom Breeze, and I had Lerone Murphy, plus 212. Tom Breeze is my mortal lock. I was very confident in that pick early uh, in the week. Minus 154. He's a guy that I have talked shit about on these airwaves because of mental issues, and I picked against them against KB Buller, and uh, he destroyed KB Buller. This is a guy who's heavy-handed and is a coach. He coaches uh, Leon Edwards. He coaches uh, Jay Herbert. And you're fighting a guy who literally only has one way to win, and that's to take you down. You jumped to Gilly, right? Didn't get it. We're getting the shit kicked out of you in that round. Omegadov looked tired. He got his back. Great. I love the way the first round ended. Second round, you try to scramble awkwardly. You get caught on the bottom. Akhmedov jumps to an arm triangle against the fence. You immediately pretend to be out. I said the word pretend. The referee, he's literally acting like he's passed out. And the referee's looking at him like, dude, you've been in the you've been in the fucking lock for less than five seconds. Like, what do you what do you talk? What's what's going on here? The ref kept going on and they kept yelling, he's out, he's out. And they're like, oh, and then all of a sudden he fucking tapped. So either that's some kind of breathing technique he was doing where he wants to remain calm, or he was faking being out because he quit. I'm gonna say he quit. Okay. He quit and my parlay quit. And I'm not happy about it. I was a Tom Breeze away from cashing that. Um, and I'm upset. Okay. I'm allowed to be as a fan to be upset. Amari Medoff. 
he has one way to win, and you let him do it, right? Why not push off on the cage and box him up? Why not? Yeah, there's a lot of why nots for Tom Breeze. Um, so I went from shitting on Tom Breeze to apologizing to him against the KB Buller because I do have respect for someone that is battling anxiety and panic or whatever he's dealing with. I do have a lot of respect for that. But now that you lost me money, the respect goes out the window, pal. <laughs> All right? You heard me? <sighs> All right, Ricky Simone versus uh, Tatiana Perello. Um, Simone looked dominant. He submitted him in the second round. His his striking looked great. His boxing looked great. I don't even think he got hit. Um, his wrestling looked really good. His chain wrestling looked good. Perello kept working back to his feet pretty well, and Simone just put him right back down. Um, Ricky Simone's tough. I know we, we talked about it. A lot of people don't like him. Devin and Tim both picked the underdog here. Um, they took a shot at the under. Simone got back knocked out by Uriah Faber. Simone has had some ugly performances in the octagon. I think he's getting better. I think he's a tough dude. I think his cardio is great. I think his strength is great for 135. His striking is coming a long way. This is a dude at 135 I'm going to keep my eye on. Caught up Brian Kellner. That's who he's supposed to fight tonight. I would love to see that fight at 135. Kellner has a nasty guillotine. So I'd be really interested to see if Simone's going to want to take him down or if he's going to stand up with him. Um, fantastic fight. I want to see that fight next. And after that, Simone, Sean O'Malley. Simone, um, Lerone Murphy, even at 145, if, if Simone wants to pop up. If not, there's a lot of opportunities at Simone for Simone at 135. All right, next up, Sue Majari versus Iraq uh, Adesep. So, oh, by, by the way, uh, Simone got a three and uh, Perilla got a two, only because he kept popping up. UFC debut, that's a tough matchup. Sue Majari versus Zachru Adeshev. Uh, Majari, we all were on Majari. He looked good. Um, you know, he got tagged a few times, but this could happen when you do a striker versus striker match. This guy he's fighting was no scrub. He does have a really good striking background, and, and Sue Majari just uses length and dropped him that second round with the counter hook. I had some Majari prop for a finish. That didn't happen. That would have cashed because I had Simone by finish. Or, excuse me, so, yeah, fight does not go to this since I had Simone. No, so I had Simone... Uh, or Perella, really, I guess it could either way. But I hit on that. Majari just needed to knock him out, uh, and he didn't. So uh, my night's going great. Dacho Lubong, uh, fuck, here we go. I'm going to nail this name right here, okay? Ready? You guys ready for it? I'm going to fucking nail it, and you guys are going to be clapping wherever you're at. Dolce Lunga Balula. I did not nail it. Do not clap. I did not nail it. He fought Marcus Perez. Um, this fight kind of stunk, uh, two and one Dolce got a two Perez got a one. I thought it was at two Oh five on my topology paper. I print out, it says two Oh five. This was in fact at one eighty five. Dolce looked shredded at one eighty five. I don't know if that's a good thing. His cardio looked okay. He obviously won the fight. Perez did nothing. Perez stinks. Um, but Dolce looked, I mean, unbelievably ripped up in this fight. Unbelievably ripped up. At 185, if that's if that cut is okay for him and he's making a lifestyle change, he, I mean he looked ripped up. His performance, eh, right? Not great. Um, Perez, though, is is just not a great fighter at this point. Um, I don't know what he's doing in there. He doesn't go in there with a game plan. Um, he's not a striker, he's not a grappler. He just kind of goes in there and kind of flops around and hopes things goes his way. Um, that's two in a row now for him that he's lost. Maybe even three. Is it three in a row? I know it's definitely two. He got finished by a South African last time. Yeah, it's uh, it's really it's it's four in a row because he lost the grappling match to Luis Fermo, 
back in uh, uh, August. No, so he lost. Uh, his last one was against Anthony Hernandez. Big fucking whoop. And then he lost to Wellington Terman, Drusius uh, Duplessis, and Dolce Limbola, which I think I nailed up there. Go ahead and clap. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe cut him. I, I, you know, why have him around? He's not the most exciting guy in the world. And uh, I think I think there was avenues to win. I picked him. I didn't bet him, but I picked him to win. And uh, he just he just laid an egg. Francisco Figueroa over Jerome Rivera. This fight really stunk. Uh, Rivera got a zero. Francisco got a one. Rivera is supposed to be this wizard on the ground. He tried, but it wasn't there. Figueroa looks exactly like his brother. Just doesn't fight like him. Moves like him, but just there. It, it just this fight just fell flat. It was falling probably the fight of the night. So maybe they get a little bit of a pass, but this fell flat. Wasn't into it. Um, thought it was a shitty performance by both guys. I don't think either guy. First off, Rivera is probably not going to be around the OC for much longer. And Figueroa. At 125, who cares? I mean, he's not going to fight his brother, and I don't think he's going to beat anybody else at 125. Put him with Matt Schnell and see what he does. Um, but, yeah, that's all I can say about that. Mike Davis versus Mason Jones, the fight that gave me the most problems. Um, had Mason Jones straight, had him in a parlay. He lost a very, very close decision. I scored it for Mason Jones, and but you can't take my word because I am very biased. I think if Mason Jones would have won this fight, I would have won the pick him as well. Um, if not one, it would have been much closer. That's a three-point swing. Both Devin and Tim were on Mike Davis. Mike Davis looked fantastic. They both got three stars for me. I almost gave him four. I couldn't do it. Mike Davis is, is a guy who fought at 145, came up to 55, lost the burns, went back down to 45, is now staying at 55. He looked shredded up, looked good, looked a little gassed, but then really got some second wins in there. His Sudik Yusuf fight proved that he had a chin. He took some shots from Mason Jones. Mason Jones has a great chin. Walked through everything Mike Davis threw. We know Mike Davis hits hard. Competitive fight. Mason Jones threw more and landed more. Mike Dan- Mike Davis landed the harder shots and it was a little bit flashy in there. Uh, I'm surprised it was unanimous decision. Not one judge saw it for Mason Jones, which is surprising to me. This is a kid, though, that had a lot of hype coming in. I think he's handling the loss well. He sent a tweet out. No excuses. Going to get back in there, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think this kid could be a problem at 155. I think he's tough. I think he's durable. This is an incredibly tough fight for him stylistically as well because Mike Davis is, is is a good wrestler, and, and he was taking him down. He's taking Mason Jones down the first round like whenever he won it, which is pretty wild. And then uh, Mason Jones, though, is just that pressure fighter that's going to be in your face, and he's going to break a lot of guys. He didn't break Mike Davis, so Mike Davis really sucked it up because I know – in that third round, which, you know, maybe the fight came down to the third round, because I believe it was a 29-28 win for him, he had to suck it up in that third round and really dig deep, and, and he did. He came back, and he, and he battled back in that round. Mason Jones, again, did not take his foot off the break. Impressed with both guys. Easily the fight of the night. Um, it sucks that Mason Jones lost for numerous reasons for me, um, and I did score for him, but again, I'm biased, so fuck me, but I do like Mike Davis. I, I Even after his loss in the Contender Series, he went out and he finished a couple guys in the regional scene, came back to the UFC. Um, I like this kid. I think this kid's really good. I think his cardio needs to get shirt up just a little bit. He carries a lot of muscle. I'm not really sure if he did that on purpose or what, um, but his striking is, is, is really good. His chin's good. His wrestling's good. He has some submissions on his record. Um, the only way this guy's going to lose, now maybe not the only way, but one of the main ways this guy's going to lose is by fucking cardio issues. So he needs to clean it up. All right, Umar Nugamadov versus Sergey Morose. Umar got a four. <clears throat> Morose um, got a two. Interesting fight here. So Khabib's cousin fought, made his debut on the same day Khabib made his debut many, many moons ago, January 20th. 
and they both won by the same submission. That's pretty fucking wild, guys, okay? If you believe in higher beings or you believe in some cosmic whatever, that's pretty fucking crazy, right? They're not brothers or cousins, but they're very close. They were trained by his dad. Pretty crazy. But Umar fights a little different than the Khabib, has the Khabib tricks, has the ground, has the submission, maybe not as level as Khabib, but has really good striking. He hurt Moroza uh, with some kicks. Moroza, former champion outside outside the UFC, he's a tough, tough dude. He just got a really tough draw here. He's 16-4. I don't see a problem going forward at 135 for this kid. I think he's going to be pretty tough dude to handle. He looked pretty good in the grappling exchanges in the beginning, and then eventually it just kind of went away for him. Umar looked in incredible shape. He's strong. He's athletic. What these Dagestanian guys, these Khabib guys have, they have this such a quick twitch muscle. And they're hard to hit and they're hard to time and they're strong. But that 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 muscle, that quick twitch they have, it's it's unbelievable. There's a video that came out uh on Twitter of Khabib playing soccer and him running, and he looks incredibly fast. They have these quick twitch muscles that must be just bred in them from the training they do, the samba they do, or whatever. But that whole camp has it. Um and uh, it's something special, and Umar really showed it off. He obviously looks like Khabib physically, but he's a little bit less in weight. Uh, he looked great. His kick looked phenomenal, and this guy at 135 is going to be a player. Huge favorite. I took him in a parlay, but he looked dominant. I love that fight. And then my other four-star was Manon Farot. She looked unbelievable. Four stars to one. Favorite play, two to one. Listen, I don't go crazy. I don't say, well, I don't want to say I don't, but. I think Manon Farot is going to be a problem at 125, and I think she fights Valentina probably by next year. This girl is legit striker. I want to see her maybe fight someone that's going to make it a little uglier with some with some uh, takedowns and mix them up or whatever, but 125 is so thin that this girl could be fighting for the title by next year. She looked that good to me. She got four stars. Leonardo's a girl a lot of people were on. They liked her. She was an underdog, though. Devin and Tim picked her. Um... A lot of cappers online picked her. They liked her. She was a contender series. She's fought the better competition. Uh, contender series winner, excuse me. And she just just didn't have it. She got pieced up. Almost got finished in the first round. Got finished in the second round. Went for some sloppy takedowns that resulted to nowhere. She just was not there today. And Farouk just looked fantastic. Her stance was nice. She's from nice France, so her stance was nice. Uh, I'm just impressed with her. I really am. I mean, she the UFC debut, and she looked fucking fantastic to me. I, I, I usually don't get ahead of myself and make bold claims. Maybe I need to start doing that because everyone else on the internet does it. All these other fucking people do it. So maybe I'm going to do it. But listen, this girl could be fighting for the title by the end of the year. I know it's one UFC performance, but what I saw compared to what I see at 125 with other women, um, this girl's the real deal. She legit the real deal, and uh, she blew me away. So that's the card. Thank you for listening to the podcast uh, on the pick Um, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it big. Um, uh, yeah, I, I have some things I was going to talk about, but we're running long. We're almost at 40 minutes. Don't need to go longer. Devin and I are going to do the podcast tomorrow, the pick tomorrow, um, for the Connor Dustin card. It's an unbelievable card. We're all excited for it. I'm excited for it. And, uh, we're going to give you winners. Okay. And I'm going to fucking rebound. I'm going to get my head out of my ass. I'm going to rebound. I'm going to get you winners. I'm going to get me winners because I fucking need it. All right, boys, thank you for listening. MMA Takes Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, all that shit. Let's go. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! Woo!
Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Yeah. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.